Cult podcast features adult themes and graphic descriptions of violence, and it's not recommended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Seriously. If you like our podcast, please follow us on Instagram at Cult Podcast or Twitter at Cult Podcast Show for show updates. And please rate and review the show on iTunes. If you've been in a cult and you want to tell us about it, email us at cultpodcastshow at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And most importantly, enjoy the show. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm. Organizations that require monetary or physical sacrifices as a condition of membership. Organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers. Organization in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships. And organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits. And as always, these are our opinions. Just so you guys know, this next episode that you're about to hear is incredibly graphic, disturbing, and violent. And if you are sensitive to those things and don't really want to hear it, then um, I would highly recommend not listening. Even I, who wrote this one and researched it, had to take many a break and felt very nauseous. Our feelings will not be hurt. This was a rough one. Brutal. Super rough. I mean, I wish that I could go back and give myself this warning. Yeah, uh, ditto. Yeah. I, I yeah. told you guys. I know, and we thought you were kidding. No. Yeah, this is, oh, this is end of the episode, Armando, by the way. Yeah, this is um, us right after where we realized we gotta fucking warn people before they listen to this. I'd call it a doozy, but that's like calling uh, the Holocaust a doozy. It's fucking insane how awful this human being is. He's not even a human being. He's a piece of shit. I can't. I can't talk about it anymore. Sorry. Yeah, it's it's real upsetting. So. That being said, go ahead and listen if you're into it. <laughs> Have fun. Heads up. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Marie Bella, and we've got Mondo on sound as always. What up? It is Marie's week. It is, and <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what distracted you? Well, I turn around and I saw the. Millie, Rambo, and Harper, my little three-legged kit, kitty, kit, kitten, cat, are all cuddling together on the bed, and I think it's so cute. It is a very cute fur pile. It is. I also didn't know that you had a three-legged cat until today. Yeah, because she hides usually from people, but she start, she's finally used to you guys being over here all the time, so she's now I revealing herself. I want to highlight, we've been coming here for six months. Yes. <laughs> it takes her a really long time to warm up to people. I'm yeah. the one she feels most comfortable with. She's good with my husband now, and... Oh, she- thanks, baby. <laughs> I'll just... I'll- <laughs> <laughs> and now she's finally getting good with you guys, so that's yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, maybe if we get she gets real comfortable around us, she'll uh, reveal her fourth leg. She just said no. <laughs> the cat just said no to my dick. Fuck you. You don't live here. Maybe if she gets comfortable, no! I've never heard a cat doing... <laughs> You guys heard that, right? Yes. yes. No, it was all in your head. (laughs) So I'm going to warn you guys, like, this is my loose uh, half-ass disclaimer. This is a really bad cult leader. And this is a very depressing episode. 
And if you have a weak stomach, maybe, I don't know, listen and then see what happens or don't listen. <laughs> Instead, um, I highly recommend the Spotify Ludacris channel. It's been my jam all week at work. <laughs> I like Hip Hop Christmas on Pandora. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> but also, um, yeah, this is like some sword and scale shit. This is, is real, fuck? real grimy. Is there a song called Bitches and Ho Ho Ho's or... If they not. Uh, there might. I think so. There has to be. I think so. I, I have heard the um, ODB ICP Christmas crossover album. Jesus <laughs> And it's pretty great. Yeah. My favorite is the uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer performed yes. by... Um, Snoop Dogg? No. No, oh. it's uh, DMX. Oh, DMX. yeah, no, it is yeah. DMX. Where A he did it live. Kind of dog. <laughs> and he was super into it. Yeah. Oh, man, it's great. Uh, Fantastic. There's also a website called, uh, what, is DMX in jail? No, he's not. I no, mean, the website is called, <laughs> is DMX in jail? No, he went, um, <laughs> she knows. Har- Harper knew. Uh, no, he was uh, indicted on tax evasion. Yeah. But. No, but I just thought it was great that there is, uh, uh, the story behind it is me and another comedian were at a show and went, uh, what's DMX up to? But we were both drunk, so when I Googled it, I literally typed in, what's DMX up to? <laughs> and Google was like, did you mean, is DMX in jail right now? And I, we both went, yeah, kind of. <laughs> and found the website. And then at the bottom, there's a thing that said, yo, what up? Did DMX go back to jail? Hit me up. <laughs> oh, my God. And a link to his email. It was great. Uh, the only reason I know about tax evasion is because the day that article came out, I had two of my most successful Facebook posts, and one was just, uh, DMX is arrested for tax evasion because when you're the IRS, X won't give it to you. That's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> That's a good one. So think, think of all these happy things as we go into this real depressing cold. I yeah. think the one that I had was DMX uh, indicted on tax evasion. In other news, Martin Shkreli goes to jail for busting a cap in a bitch ass. Oh, jeez. It was not as successful as yours. I, I had a second one where it was uh, DMX was indicted for tax evasion. Uh, when reached for comment, DMX said, Y'all gonna make me lose my house up in her, up in her. <laughs> so what I'm saying is think these sweet thoughts of DMX as we go into the real depressing cult. Where my support dogs at? Come on, that was, oh, come on. <laughs> rough riders. Okay. Oh, rough joke writers, am I right? <laughs> it's just good to be here. It's just good to okay. Um, okay. I don't even want to do this. It's so fucking sad. <laughs> I've installed, after I finished writing it up, I was like, I need to... I need a bubble bath. I need to call my mom. I need to watch some Bravo. Like, this is depressing shit. Yikes. It's gory as hell. Fuck yes. All right. Sorry. I'm just going to get into it. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to rip off the Band-Aid. Okay. Today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are talking about the Ant Hill Kids. Ooh. Do you know about them? No. Yes! Sorry. Because <laughs> it'll be so, the shock value oh, will be so okay. much better now. Will, you it know be, about them? will it be worse than eat a gay fetus for Jesus? Because that Way was worse. real fucking rough. I think you mean better because there's not much things better than no, eat a queer no, fetus for Jesus. No. Oh, did you guys see my new tattoo? Uh, for those of you at home, 
I'm showing them my eat a queer fetus for Jesus forehead tattoo. I'm showing my matching one human extinction before it's too late. That, I do like that one still. <laughs> okay. Uh, my sources today include cultnation.com, Wikipedia. But it was a really accurate Wikipedia, okay? <laughs> we were able to verify I verified other sites. everything. Tell your college professor to get fucked. Yep. <laughs> Tell them that. Crimefeed.com, the Toronto Sun, and uh, murderpedia.org. Nice. Okay. Our cult leader is Rosh Terrio, and he led a small cult near Burnt River, Ontario, Canada, between 1977 and 1989. It consisted of 12 adults and 22 children. <laughs> he had 26 children when he died. Wow. Four of them were fathered during prison visits from his wives. Ooh. Quote, quote. Okay. He is known as one of Canada's most notorious criminals. So. Well, to be fair, their second most notorious <laughs> criminal just took a balloon on free balloon day. <laughs> Actually, uh, Canada has some Fucked up murder. That's the thing. Like, when Canada does have a bad guy... It's real bad. It's real, real bad. Real bad. Because think about it. They've got Luca Magnata. Yes! <gasps> fucking dark. They've got Paul Bernardo. Yep. They've got Vincent Lee yep. on the bus. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's Canada... Wayne Gretzky. No. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were just naming... And Canada. Brian Boitano. No. Yes! Uh, when, now I'm interested. <laughs> no, when Canada when Canada does crime, they go big or go home. They totally For do. For real. Yeah. Oh, shit. And Robert Picton. How did we forget that one? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Fuck. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Well, and they have Rosh Terrio, whose name changes like 22 times throughout this whole thing. Uh, why do cult leaders do that? Branding, you know? Branding. Stick with one. Yeah. I know. So anyway, self-proclaimed prophet. Dropped out of school in the seventh grade, started teaching himself the Old Testament. So even though he dropped out of school in the seventh grade, by all accounts, this guy was a genius. Right. So self-proclaimed genius. No, like, well, yes, but also, and he, he was because he was able to convince so many people that he was doing the right thing. And I mean, the Old Testament is no joke. Like I knew a hefty bit of the Old Testament by the time I was in seventh grade, but not for lack of working at it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he believed the end of the world was near and it would be brought out by the war between good and evil. He switched from being a Catholic to joining the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Ooh. He hated Catholics because his dad was a member of the White Berets, which was a Catholic fascist group. What? Yeah. I mean, I don't doubt that those exist, but I'd never heard of that. I hadn't either. Um, he went to Mass and his father made him go door-to-door with White Beret literature distribution campaigns so that was where he developed his hatred for catholicism i mean not gonna lie i kind of get where he's coming from on that one yeah i mean when anytime it's something extreme and weird yeah extremism in any form is problematic yes. it, exactly mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so here re- that's a little extreme of you to say yeah no it's not <laughs> To say that all extremism is bad? Yeah, have you ever found... Sounds pretty fucking extreme to me. What good extremism have you ever uh, seen? X Games? Extreme <laughs> Games? That's just a vehicle for selling Mountain Dew and you know it. Well, I, I know. You don't need a vehicle, you need a straw directly <laughs> into my mouth. No, I hate I hate it. I actually don't want it at all. I don't... How did this happen? Okay, Marie, go ahead. Um... He got married in 1967 to Francine Grenier, and they had two sons. Wait, what, uh, 
We might have gone over this and I might have just missed it. What was the time period on this? Uh, 60s through 80s. So he was born... In like... I have it. I don't have it. Like the 40s or something. I don't know. He got married in 1967 to Francine Grenier and they had two sons. For those who are wondering, 1967 is... Six years after my mom was born. <laughs> <laughs> and for Update the chart. <laughs> he started getting ulcers that had to be removed surgically, and he developed complications from surgery. So he was always in pain and super crabby, but he got really hooked on learning about medicine and anatomy, which sucks. <laughs> Is um, that going to come into play later in a real bad way? In the worst no. way. It's, uh, I guess you could call it Chekhov's medicine uh, knowledge. Exactly I, that, sure. Yep. I would have stuck the landing on that. No, no. <laughs> he got involved in woodworking and local politics, and he joined Le Club Arm, which was the French version of the Shriners. Oh, okay. Um, he also then really got interested in sex and sexuality, uh, much to the dismay of his wife, because it was like with other people. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It was like, honey, I'm like really into sex with Becky. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But in this case, it was Giselle. Ooh, he would well, like go. Giselle. Yep. <laughs> yep. <God laughs> He'd go right. on woodworking sales to go out on weekends and have affairs, and that is how he met Giselle. So you're, what you're saying is that uh, the woodworking for was a cover for him working with his wood. I literally was going to write in Armando will insert woodworking <laughs> joke. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, I'm pretty predictable. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, he went broke. The bank repossessed his home. His wife left him. He went off with Giselle. Um, he then discovered the Seventh-day Adventist church and was a devoted follower. And he got so into it that other members got annoyed. <laughs> That's um, never good. No. He convinced a bunch of people to quit their jobs and move in with him and Giselle. They moved into her apartment. His first original followers were Solange Boylard, Chantal Labrie, Francine Laflamme, Nicole Ruel, Maurice, um, no last name and it's in quotes. Um, <laughs> like Madonna. Jose Pelletier, Jacques Fissette, Claude Ouellette, Jacques Giguieri, his wife Maurice Grenier, and their six-month-old baby girl. Oh, I forgot to give the shout out in the very beginning of this. I only know about this cult because Alice told me <laughs> and she, uh, I can't believe she found this and I'm so glad she did. Cause it's terrifying. So <laughs> this all is because of this whole cult is because of Alice. <laughs> so when I can't pronounce things right, blame Alice. Yep. Here's the thing I can, because they're all French names and French words. And right. I speak, I grew up speaking French and English, so I can do that. I will sound like a douche though. <laughs> if the whole time I'm like, Solange voila said like, that's the person everyone hates. So I'm just going to be like Solange Boylard and we're going to keep moving. Yeah, this list of names also just goes to show what we already knew, which is the French are dumb as fuck. At me, you dumb French. <laughs> Why are you so aggressive towards the French? <laughs> bunch of, bunch of pussies. Fucking, oh, what do you, what do you call, uh, what do you, what do you call a French war? A marathon to get back home. Fucking French. <laughs> First the French, like, first Mountain Dew, then the French. Yeah, Yeah. you're the worst type of person. (laughs) All right, whatever. We got to wrap this up because I got to go work at my vape juice company. (laughs) Oh, God. And then kick a baby while I'm at it. (laughs) 
Y'all got any Dorita? Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm so sorry. Um, he opened a healthy living clinic as, <laughs> as an alternative medicine center, and people could go there and get holistic food, organic food, holistic literature to, literature to cure any ailment, and it was all cash up front. You know what? If there's anything that this podcast has taught me is to yep. not fucking trust health food stores. Okay, I go to Rainbow Acres in Venice a lot, Ooh. and I'm always like, are they going to ask me to join? Ever since this, I, they're not a cult. They are not a cult. That you know of. That I know of. <clears throat> but every time, because of this show, when I approach, I'm like, I wonder what's really going on here. <laughs> Who's really making this hummus? Like, I need to know. Who bought this quinoa? <laughs> So they started getting more and more followers through their actual store, too, which we know that's how it goes. Giselle started getting jealous of all the women. Women loved this guy, and I cannot fathom why. Because, first of all, he's not even hot. And second of all, most importantly, he's a fucking sadist. (laughs) And he only eats kale. (laughs) Like, imagine the farts on that guy. Charisma will take you a certain amount, uh, you know. He's probably, I mean, he's obviously smart. You were saying he's a genius. Charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent, yes. Yeah. What? I'm so sorry. I'll be honest, I zoned out for a second. (laughs) That's probably fair. Uh, I'm so tired. I guess what I I said was, uh, you know these fucking French (laughs) (laughs) Him and Giselle get married in 1978. <laughs> the Edmenists kick him out for being weird. And that's when he started drinking again after he was living their lifestyle of no booze, tobacco, or shitty food. So she eventually got pregnant and gave him an ultimatum break up the commune or she'll move in with her dad. He smashed her face in. Wait, didn't they live at her apartment? Yeah, but like, do you know when you have a really shitty boyfriend, sometimes you'll be like, you know what? You stay here, I'll go. Yeah, the price <laughs> like, of your sanity is yeah. that security deposit. I've never had a shitty boyfriend before. <laughs> you should try it. I've never had a good boyfriend either. <laughs> uh, never too late to start. Yeah. I, I know some people. Okay, this is fun. He's, I don't like it. <laughs> he smashed her face in and forbade her from leaving the room for two days. Oh, oh fuck. Oh, that is brutal, but it gets so much worse. The clinic eventually failed after police were surveilling the shop due to people dying who were seeing them for treatments and businessmen were complaining of debts not being paid. Um, and he wasn't getting more, any more literature from his pre, you know, Seventh-day Adventist, so they moved. That's when he started going by Moses. Oh, great. <laughs> and the Ant Hill kids formed in 1977. He at this point made everyone cut off ties with friends and family and developed a serious drinking problem. Oof. Members were not allowed to speak to one another unless he was present. And they also were not allowed to have sex without his permission. Oh. You gotta understand, he was just really afraid of not being part of an inside joke. That was his biggest fear. FOMO was a real thing for him. (laughs) Uh, He claimed God warned him that the end of the world would be in February of 1979. He moved everyone to a mountainside he dubbed Eternal Mountain in Saint-Jacques, Quebec. He made his followers build the town, and he did nothing. Ooh. He did nothing. He sat there and drank, and he said that they all looked like ants working on an anthill, and that's how they became the anthill kids. Oh, jeez. He was a lazy piece of shit when it came to the work. Um, Giselle eventually found out he was cheating, and she tried to leave. 
and he choked her, and she was too afraid to leave after that. She was six months pregnant. Oh, my God. What a horrifying, terrible asshole. Oh, yeah. Abusive dickwad. He has a real thing for bludgeoning pregnant women. God. Ugh. He also started pimping out his women for snacks. Uh, God, wait, for snacks? <laughs> yeah, like bread and cheese and shit. And Mountain I'm Dew. Sorry. And Mountain Dew. I'm sorry. What's what's the food street value of a BJ these days? Um, Can I get like a like a Dunkaroo for a handy? Like, what are you? <laughs> what kind of snacks are we talking about? It specifically said bread, milk, cheese. <laughs> Those aren't snacks. Does he know that you can buy those and those are some of the cheapest things you can buy? They don't you, have a job. Pimp them out for normal money and then buy snacks. I love how people go so quickly into sex work and don't even start with shoplifting. <laughs> they get there too, though. Pimp, but yeah, I, I I don't know, man. I don't know why he didn't pimp them out for money to then buy snacks, but he just went straight <laughs> just to the straight source. straight to cut out yeah. the middleman. Cut out... Exactly. The... the well, I was going to say the Benjamins, <laughs> but it's Canada, so... Uh, uh, Monopoly money? I, I don't know. know. Oh, my gosh. So he'd get drunk, and he'd give drunken sermons. This is not funny, but the visual is... Anyway, he'd give drunken sermons and smack people in the head with clubs if anyone fell asleep. Oh, no. He's a nightmare. Uh, he also broke a pregnant woman's ribs when she ate two more pancakes than he allotted her. After she slept with somebody for those pancakes. That fucking dick. I know. Um, well, it was more upsetting when her two friends had to sleep for butter and syrup as well. I mean, it, the whole thing is upsetting, but how dare he? She did the work for that food. If he doesn't... Oh, I he know. better start blowing dudes if he wants those pancakes. He doesn't. Oh, fuck him. Obviously, the world did not end in 1979. So when everybody was like, what the fuck? He just said, well, okay, his explanation was time on God's watch and time on Earth. They don't always parallel. So it could have been a miscalculation. That's a thing. And it's based in a scripture that says that to God, a day is unto a thousand years. But that's the other thing. So anytime anyone tries to predict the end of the world, you're guaranteed to fail. Because there's another scripture that's like, no one knows the day or the time of Jesus' return. Right. So stop trying to predict it, man. Like, knock it off. Look, guys, you just don't understand. God didn't set his watch and forgot daylight savings. So we're... <laughs> the thing with God's watch is... Oh, is that what it is, Moses? Is that it? Is that it? Is that uh, it? Why don't you go give me some more pancakes, you bitch? Yeah. Oh. Okay, maybe... Horrifying. A too far. Horrifying. No. Nope. Not too far. Well, I hope he keeps doing horrible things because this accent is fun to do. Oh, it gets way worse. He there's, does. There's not enough French in that one. Wee wee, you fucking stupid bitch. Uh, what are you going to do? To make sure everyone stayed hooked. <laughs> Sorry. I can't. <coughs> to make, make sure everyone stayed hooked. With Robin Williams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to make sure everyone stayed hooked. He married and impregnated all of the women. No! <laughs> God damn it. Well, I'll, I'll tell you as a former scumbag, that is rule number one in the scumbag keep a good girl handbook. Is, uh, knock him up. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And that he did. Eesh. Families of the members were shocked that their relatives continued to stay even after the end of the world did not come. <laughs> One of the members' parents actually got a court order for psychiatric tests, psychiatric tests for their daughter. And police showed up 
for her at the compound, but Terrio got them to leave. Ten police officers then later showed up and they arrested him for obstruction of justice and the court ordered him to be psychologically evaluated. So you'd think that like, okay, this is good. Like people are going to see that this guy's nuts. No. Giselle held down the fort while he was gone and the doctors bought his bullshit no. and started calling him Moses. No. Yes. Doctors, why? No. Like, it's really weird, though. Uh, They said he was fit for trial and he was given a one-year suspended sentence. The media then began portraying him as a gentle mountain man. Oh, like the brawny man? I guess. Like, no, I'm dating a gentle mountain man. He would never hit me. In 1980, Guy Vere joined the commune. Guy Fieri? Yep. Oh, my God. This just got great. I always told you that guy's the fucking worst. (laughs) So the compound then changed its name to Flavor Town. Guy Veer actually had been hospitalized in a mental hospital. He suffered from major depression and had some other issues. So um, you could say that his issues were out of bounds. (laughs) So sorry. Put aioli on it. (laughs) He became the resident babysitter for the three children not sired by Terrio. Okay. In, like, a shed. Oh, fuck. This is a good, great idea. Okay, you see those three fucking kids out here? They're not mine. I gotta take care. He's just, a, he's fucking sad, but it's good. The kids are gonna cheer him up. You go in the shed over there. We're not even gonna check up on you. Where are my pancakes? Oh, God. You're about to feel horrifyingly real. So bad. Oh, God. I'm no, <laughs> a pedophile. Is he? No. Oh, oh. No, we'll, we'll get to it. He did. Oh, no. One of those children was two-year-old Samuel Giger. No, two? No. I mean, not that it's okay at any age, but definitely not two. Oh, well, I thought you were saying it's not okay to be two. I mean, that too. On March 23rd, 1980, or 2980, as my notes say, uh, Terrio threw a party because his two sons with Francine Grenier were coming to live with him on the commune. Veer was not allowed to attend because he had to babysit the other kids who were not allowed to go to the party. This is the official version of what happened that night uh, that was accepted in court. Oh, fuck. Samuel was crying and kept Vera awake. Vera got mad, picked him up by the throat, and punched him five to six times. Oh, my God. The next day, Samuel's head was flopping around and his penis was swollen. Terrio took scissors and lanced Samuel's penis so he could pee, and he died the next day. Oh, my God. What the fuck kind of... Th- what do you... What do you... What do you... Why did he think that was a good idea? Because he really likes genital mutilation. Oh, my fucking God. In the movie Savage Messiah, which is a movie about this, you can rent it or buy it on Amazon. I did rent it. I did not have time to watch it. Um, (laughs) But he... Okay, Giselle said that Samuel's face was bruised the next day, but nothing else was wrong. Not that that's good, but his head wasn't flopping and his penis was not swollen, according to Giselle. Terrio decided he needed to be circumcised, and he poured oh. 94% ethanol into Samuel's mouth and oh. circumcised him. Oh, my God. And the poison is what killed him. Yeah, well, oh. yeah, ethanol is fucking poison. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's gasoline. Yeah. Oh. His mother, Maurice Grenier, just went to work after hearing that the baby died. I'm sorry, what? Mm-hmm. Okay, my, my cat is not a person, but if my cat died, I would be 
inconsolable. Oh, 100%. Like, I'm definitely not going to work that day. No. When, like, when Penny died, oh like, God. almost two years ago now, I did not function. Sw- I did not even, like, leave for two weeks, basically. Oh, my God. So, back to this. They burned his remains, and it was back to business as usual. God. Did it? Did they report the fact that the baby died? No. Of course not, not. Oh, this is like aggressive Christianity where they just yep. like it gets, hid yeah. that shit. Several months later, Terrio got drunk and decided Veer needed to be castrated for what he did. Oh my God. He even convinced Veer it was a good idea and that it would help him with his headaches and excessive masturbation and that being a eunuch was better than being a slave, which is what he currently was on the commune. Shit. And he made him sign a document saying that he was down with the castration. He's going to die. Um, no. Whoa. Yeah. That's tough to survive if you don't have it done medically. Yeah. But after a while, Veer was really sick of being constantly tortured because Terrio would do all kinds of fucked up things to him and order his death and have everybody come out with knives and then call it off. Oh, jeez. So that Veer would be indebted to him for calling off the murder type of stuff. And anyway, he escaped and told everyone outside that a baby had died after being kicked by a horse and police raided the compound. The baby is obviously Samuel. Right, right. Um, And he was trying to get everything exposed. Terrio and Samuel's parents were arrested. The rest of the children went to foster care. They found Veer's letter of consent to the castration. The coroner found them criminally responsible for the death of Samuel. Roche Terrio, Jack Giger, Maurice Grenier, and Gabrielle Lavab and Guy Veer were all charged with criminal negligence causing bodily harm to Samuel. Claude Willette, who burned the body, was charged for obstruction of justice, and the rest of the parents were charged with neglect for their own children. Good lord. Terrio and Lavalet also charged were also charged with bodily harm with intent to mutilate Guy Veer. So everyone was found guilty for everything. Right. Maurice and Solage. Solange got three years probation. Jack Giguere and Claude Willette received six months in prison and three years probation. Guy Veer was sentenced but acquitted for mental incompetence and he went back to the mental hospital that he came from. Do you know who the fuck I am? I got fucking Solange. That's Beyonce's sister and fucking Guy Fieri. Okay? You piece. You'll get that joke in 50 years. No, no. You know what? See, if he had had Solange, the shit wouldn't happen because Solange can throw down. Yes, she can. Only in elevators, though. That's true. (laughs) Gabrielle Lavallee was sentenced to nine months in jail and three years of probation. Ross Terrio was sentenced to two years less a day in prison and three years probation. My no- day in prison? Two, Two years, years less, less one day. day in prison. Oh, okay. Which so, none of these sentences are that bad considering what they did. Well, that in part is Canadian justice. Yeah. So they don't have the same equivalents that we have in America for many reasons. Many people would argue that in America our sentences are too long and they serve the prison industrial complex, but that's another podcast. Uh, needless to say, a lot of times their sentences other places specifically Canada, are shorter than we would expect. Sure. In 1984, after Terrio got out, they moved to Burnt River, Ontario. And this is where shit gets real bad. Fuck. It's it's all... Re- a kid's already dead. Oh, yeah. I know. It's... It just keeps getting worse. <sighs> so he claimed there would be no more drinking and violence, and he created a new hierarchy for the group. Each wife had a different responsibility. But he did say that Maurice Grenier was the lowest, and her husband, Jacques, was not allowed to sleep with her. Oh. 
He convinced Jacques to beat her if she talked back, even though, you guessed it, she was pregnant. Oh, fuck. He also convinced Jacques that her birthmark looked like 666, and he banished her to a hut. Fuck. Um, nobody really is it, hated her. Is this when you did. were looking up she sheds earlier? No. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, no one in the neighborhood knew anything about their history because they thought they were all just these like hardworking, you know, hippie types. hippie types because they built their whole commune from the ground up and they seemed friendly enough. They thought they were a little bit weird, but that was about it. The group was denied welfare in Victoria County because they were an institution and not a family. And this just fueled his fire that the outside world was against him and the group. Damn. He got all the wives to start stealing and even made jackets with giant pockets so that they could put shit in there to steal. How? The mistake was he also on the back embroidered uh, Terrio's Thieves. And they each had a number. They were That's the next episode. Yeah. They were horrible, horrible thieves, but pretty good baseball players. <laughs> <laughs> um, several members got caught shoplifting, and they were banned from the local grocery store. So, oh, and he's now going by Rock instead of his real name, Roche, or Moses. Rock told them to start asking their parents for money, and if their parents said no then that would prove that they were against the group. Oh, jeez. So they started raising money by selling baked goods. And those who did not bring in enough money were severely punished. So it's like the worst Girl Scout troop ever. Yeah, this is terrible. He started to get bored, so he started drinking again. And uh, he'd go on and on and on about his treasures to everybody, but it was just a bunch of shitty costume jewelry. And he would make women do naked wrestling matches. Oh, shit. Sometimes he would order a man to go in the middle, and they would beat him. They would beat the man, all the naked women. Um, and sometimes Rock would join in. But if they hit him, then it would he would take away their food rations. Shit. Hey, look at this. I'm going to give him the people's elbow. I will get that in the future. <laughs> There's going to be another The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> um, he punished anyone who went slightly adrift by saying, God told me what you did. Oh, shit. So they were all convinced that he could, you know... Read minds Read minds, yeah. Okay. If someone wanted to leave, he'd punish them by whipping them with belts, hitting them with a hammer... Holy fuck. Suspending them from a ceiling... Good lord. Plucking their body hairs individually... Taking a shit on them... No! Make them break their own legs with sledgehammers... What the fuck? What the fuck? fuck? Sit on lit stoves... Is Kathy Bates the leader of this cult? <laughs> shoot, shoot each other in the shoulder. What? What the fuck? I told you guys. Eat dead mice. What? Is, how the fucking? Why aren't you doing this in order of bad to worse? I don't know because they're. I don't know. Just fucking throw this, in the. She she got thrown off by the list last week that had microwave in the middle. Yes. <laughs> um, he'd make them eat literal shit oh. feces. Oh. Um, he would make them. <sighs> Oh, what is it? Analingus instead of make them toss each other's salads and shit in each other's mouths. Oh, my God. What is this? Two girls, one cup. I I was the human centipede. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give you two options. You can break your leg or you could give a rim job. Mm -hmm. Sometimes to make others prove their loyalty, he would ask the followers to cut off other followers toes. The fuck? You only have so many. That doesn't. That also doesn't even show loyalty. <laughs> Cut up your own fucking toe if you're gonna. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not saying don't. Don't <laughs> obviously don't do it. But I mean, like, if you're like 
a fan of somebody or something, like a podcast or something. Don't send us your to toes. Show, do not. I don't want that. Do not send us your toes. You really no. only need like eight toes. No. Is what I'm saying. Do not send us a toe. No. Just, I don't even know what you're talking about. This is just my normal voice. I'm Ross. <laughs> Um, he would often hold down fully conscious followers and often use kitchen utensils and blow torches on them. Oh my God. God. And many followers lost limbs, teeth, <gasps> fingers, toes, all that. What the fuck? You're looking. I told, I, did I not warn you? You were no, looking you at me. did. You no, did. You were looking at me incredulously. He's looking at me like, this is my fault. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to go to my happy place where we're talking about DMX again. I know. Yeah. I also, I mean, it is worth noting that I keep making jokes. That's because my internalized personality is whenever I get bummed out, it tries to make light of a situation. Eventually, you're not going to be able to. Yeah, it's reaching that point. Oh, you're, trust me. Well, it's so bad. This place is so bad. Oh, gosh. Okay. He sexually abused the children. They all referred to him as Poppy. No. Pappy. No. Sorry, Pappy. Pappy. Yes. Pappy. Okay. Pappy. Pappy. Right. Pappy. I. Oh, these fucking French pieces of shit. <laughs> ah. They. Uh, he would hold them over fires. What the fuck? Oh my God. Nail them to trees and let other kids throw stones at them. Oh my God. Yep. Um, Somebody s- kill this fucker. Yeah. Still, no one questioned his authority. Oh my God. On January 26, 1985, Gabrielle put Rock's son, Eleazar, in a wheelbarrow outside where the temperature was negative 10 degrees. Oh. He was dead an hour and a half later. Oh Rock hated him and said that he had the mark of the devil and he used to beat him. Gabrielle thought this was an act of mercy. Oh my God. It's so, ugh. the town coroner was Terry. It was Rock's friend and put SIDS as the cause of death. <gasps> mm-hmm. Fucker. Yep. After a year of bullshit, Maurice Grenier was permitted to leave the group, but on the condition that she would let her oldest eldest daughter stay to become Rock's next wife. No. Wait, isn't that his kid with her or no? Uh, yeah, I can't remember. I don't think so. Oh, I mean, like, not that it would be a stretch for this dude, but fuck. Yeah. Um, so Rock's kids were treated slightly better. Not really. And the others were so malnourished that they crawled. Um, But better really is a relative term. Uh, I told you he would hold the children over fires and he would watch their, he liked to watch their mothers beg for their lives. Oh my God. The children had brutal chores, which included hand washing the women's sanitation pads and they were deprived of sleep food and just general hygiene. I used to think doing the dishes was fucking like I called my mom a Nazi at one yeah, point. Yeah, no, clearly. No. Until she has you washing her maxi pads. Okay, I'm, I quit this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He'd only teach the kids his own teachings about God and sex. Oh, so they did not go to school. No. He also said What do you mean they didn't go to Those aren't the only two parts of school. <laughs> he All right, hurry up or you'll be late for first period God. <laughs> I mean, uh, real talk, I I went to private Christian school, so yeah, sometimes Bible was first period. That's fair. Did you you ever cut second period sex? No, I used to cut second period drama sometimes to go get coffee. (laughs) 
Sex was like fourth period. Anyway, go ahead. He said that God demanded blood sacrifice, and he took oh. one of the little girl's pet goats, no. disemboweled it, and bathed in its blood in front of her. Oh, my God. He would also make the kids have sex with the entire family. Yeah. No. Oh. Stop. And Rock and his oldest son would rape them. Oh. Or have the kids masturbate in front of them, or they would masturbate in front of the children. Oh, my God. Jesus this is horrifying. Right. Yeah. On October 26, 1987, after the court ordered an independent assessment of Burnt River, the team that checked them out decided they should be returned to Terrio and their home at Burnt River. Because no. they said he was a pioneer in experimental sexual education. No. Yeah. Um, thankfully that did not happen. Oh, good. But they accused the government of trying to persecute the group and force them to disband by withholding welfare. And the CAS had their own report too. And Terrio seemed to know quite a bit about it from the start. And he sweet talked everybody, but thank God the court ruled that the children be made wards of the crown with no parental access. So, okay. They went into foster care. They went into foster care. They thought that he, that rock was manipulative and had significant risk of molestation and exploitation, which yeah. obviously they did. They determined in the court ruling that the testimonies of the independent assessment and the CAS agents, um, who were all French speaking Canadians, they had cultural prejudice and were being sympathetic towards French speaking community members because they were in a predominantly English speaking environment. Jesus. So that was why they think they ruled in the favor or, you know, not ruled cause they weren't the court, but yeah. that the right. private assessment, Right, Com- company was saying that they should go back, and they're like, "So, so it's a, it's in a predominantly English speaking area, is what you were saying?" Yeah. So just, oh man. This but is the so people horrible. that evaluated the private company that evaluated yeah. it was a French speaking. Yeah. This was still not enough to press more criminal charges against Rock. Good lord. This car, go away. Maurice <laughs> Grenier. <laughs> <laughs> Maurice Grenier was not even willing to testify against them, probably because she was scared. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, don't yeah. blame her. This is, a, this is a literal boogeyman. This is somebody that is disgusting. Just yeah. set to evil. Oh. This is a fucking horrible human being. Yep. And oh, yeah. Frenchman. All right, that was the last one, I promise. Oh, God. He became friends with an LDS branch president, Dr. Jess Grosbeck, uh, when he got interested in the Mormon fundamentalist movement. And he was super into the history of polygamy. Oh, no. Um, he was charged with obstruction of justice again for harassing, harassing the foster mom of one of the children. Oh. He assaulted a neighbor. And this is my favorite because there's no explanation. It just said, got into some trouble with the police during his trip to Utah, which resulted in a $75 U.S. fine and a pair of soiled pants. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't, I don't know. But... One night, he got drunk and mad at Claude Ouellette and wrapped an elastic band around his scrotum. Ouellette slept in that band, and it ended up causing irreparable damage to his testicles. So Ooh. obviously, Terrio decided it was time to operate. Oh, no. He used a razor blade to cut open his scrotum and pulled out the infected testicle with his bare hands and cauterized the wound with a hot iron. Oh, my God. He held a trial and asked if Claude should then be stoned to death for offending God. Everyone said no. Uh, Terrio took up an he took up an acetylene torch and threatened to open his stomach 
Claude's stomach. Oh, God. Um, Claude ran and hid into the hid in the woods until Rock got sober. And this was actually a common practice for other members as well. Gabrielle, Claude, and Giselle all used to go run and hide in the woods whenever he would start drinking. One night, he got mad at Giselle and threw a knife at her leg. It started gushing blood, so he had a beer and went to bed. Oh, God. Overnight, a clot formed in her leg, and he reopened it and probed it with a hot iron, pouring boiling water on it. Oh, my God. It got infected, so he filled it with salt, olive oil, and spruce gum. Uh, It healed. She tried to escape again, but went back to him because it was, quote, her role in God's plan. No! Giselle, run! Yeah. So you guys remember Solange, who we talked about earlier? Yeah. Right. She she kicked Jay-Z in an elevator? <laughs> yep. Uh, one night she said she had a stomach ache. Oh, no. Terrio, sorry, laid her naked on a table, punched her in the stomach, oh. jammed a plastic tube up her rectum, performed an enema with molasses and olive oil, Oh, God. Cut open her stomach (gasps) and ripped out part of her intestines with his bare hands. Oh, my God. Another member, Gabrielle Lavallee, stitched her up with a needle and thread, and he had the women shove a tube down her throat and blow into it. Oh, my God. Did she die the next day? Yeah. Okay. She died the next day. Oh, my God. And at first, Rock was was a mess. I don't believe for a second that he was fucking sad. No, this dude is a... Fucking yeah. psycho. I know I switch back and forth between Rock and Terrio. It's the same person. I'm sorry. My, it's, you know, we, sh- we shouldn't give him the satisfaction of going, letting him go by his own nickname. That he yeah, no himself. kidding. Um, but allegedly he was a wreck and tried to kill himself. First he asked Jacques to shoot him. Then he tried to overdose on Tylenol and then he tried to drown himself. Okay, obviously Jacques was not going to shoot him. He was not going to overdose on fucking Tylenol and you can't drown yourself. Right. Like, No. None of these are legitimate. I don't believe for a second that he was sad, but he claims that a spirit came and told him not to die, so he came out of the water. Ugh. So he calls up his old buddy, Dr. Jess Grosbeck, and told him that her esophagus exploded randomly, Solange's, and died. And he was like, oh yeah, that checks out. It's fucking crazy. It just exploded and then stitched itself back up. Yeah, exactly. Um, But... Terrio convinced Grosbeck that God named Grosbeck as Terrio's guide. He said that he had dreams that Solange was inside of his own body, and these two fucking idiots convinced themselves that Terrio was pregnant with his dead wife, Solange. The fuck? So he had Solange's body exhumed. Oh, God. He claimed he could resurrect her, and he drilled a hole into her head and made all the male members ejaculate into the cavity. What the fuck? I know a lot of people are confused, and I just want to clear it up. That is, um, medically speaking, not how to uh, solve the problem. Yeah, no shit, it's not. <laughs> yeah, just in case anyone is wondering, it's not. Oh my, that's so fucking foul. I know. The first time I read it, and I and then I took notes on it, it, I, it took me like a solid 20 minutes to come back to it afterward. I was like, this We're- is... We're reaching a point of almost cartoonish outlandish violence where it doesn't, it's starting to not seem real because of how fucking horrifying yeah. it is. I know. Solange's wish was to be cremated, but before they did that, he took one of her ribs and kept it in leather and carried it around with him. He is also. It, here's what's terrible that's the least freaky thing he's done. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. 
He also collected bone fragments from the cremation, put them in a jar with olive oil and masturbated into it, and claimed that he was trying to bring her back to life through reverse birth. What? Oh! Masturbation doesn't have magic powers. Can we just stop? Oh my god. Oh. Now we find out what he did to Gabrielle Lavallee. No. He used welding torches on her genitals and broke off a hypodermic needle in her back (gasps) and removed eight of her teeth. Oh my god. He also cut off one of her fingers with a wire cutter and amputated her entire arm after pinning it to a wooden table when she tried to leave. But she had come back because she couldn't stand being away from the group. Oh my god. Then, her uterus prolapsed and protruded three inches outside of her vagina. He tried to fix it himself by punching it back up inside of her. Why does he fix things by punching them? Oh, God. Oh. Someone needs to take him out. Yeah, agreed. He he is a bad person. That's what I'm saying. That's why I said, of all the cults we've done, I think this guy's the most fucked up. Because, let me remind you, he's not on drugs. Yeah, No, he's just drunk. He's just drunk sometimes. I've never fucking been so drunk that I played Operation on another human. Fuck no. He then shoved a wooden cone up her so that the uterus would stay in place. Oh, God. Next, he tied a piece of string around the exposed portion of her uterus and yanked it like a loose tooth. Oh, my God. No. Even Rambo shuddered in disgust. Yes. As a nine-year-old recently said to me, I'm shook. (laughs) <laughs> it would be a year before she could get a partial hysterectomy. hysterectomy. Oh my god, she lived through that? This woman lived through everything. She, okay, she's missing an arm, she's missing multiple fingers at this point, she's had her genitals blowtorched, she has a prolapse. At that point, I would be praying for death. So yes. at, at a certain point, I admire her for fucking surviving. Oh yeah, she's a survivor. But I also, holy shit... If it was me at a certain point, I would have walked out into the freezing cold because hell no. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. She did leave, but only once he chopped off parts of her breast and crushed her head with the blunt side of an axe. God. Oh, God. No. No. Then she contacted the authorities. Oh, God. It took them six weeks to find Terrio because they had all fled to Quebec when Gabrielle escaped. Giselle then broke the silence of Solange's death and what really happened. This shut them down in 1989, and he was arrested and given a life sentence. In, In 2011... He was killed while fulfilling his life sentence. Oh, thank More like a God. Fucking death sentence. Oh. Am I right? He was killed by his cellmate, Matthew Gerard McDonald, who was already serving a sentence for killing someone. Um, and he was charged with the murder. He stabbed him in the neck with a shank, went to the guard station, gave them the shank, and said, That piece of shit is down on the range. Here's the knife. I've sliced him up. Oh, shit. Yes. I've never, like, cheered for a murder. Oh, my God. (laughs) This guy was a monster. Even his cellmate who was serving time for killing someone already thought he was a fucking monster. Like, I'm sure his cellmate did a horrible crime to end up in prison. Probably, But there's a part of me that just wants to, like, slow clap the dude. I know. Thank you for putting your life sentence to good use. I know. Oh, I love how he just goes up to the guard, drops the knife, and is like, that piece of 
shit is out on the range. Like, oh. yes. Oh, my God. I mean, it, it's good that it happened, but you know what they say. A shank for a shank makes the whole world a prison. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, that would be very apropos and very poetic if this dude wasn't such fucking trash. Yeah. The worst. Oh, my God. His son, Francois Terriot, said he was just surprised no one killed his father sooner. <laughs> oh, fuck. He said he would say my name when, I was, when he was little, and I would tremble like a leaf. When Roche drank, Francois and his brother said they knew he would, quote, pay them a visit. They Oof. remembered the disembowelment of Solange and said of their father, he was a shark, he needed to see blood. If you want to know more about this super oh, fun cult, oh, God. Francois and his brother published a book in 2009 saying that speaking about their father helps them deal with the horrors they lived through. And there is a movie that was made in 2002 called The Savage Messiah, which you can rent on Amazon. Oh, my God. Anyway... Uh, I don't know how to bounce back from this. This was the worst. Yeah. I'm just glad it's over. Yeah. Oh, God. What's weird is on Amazon, uh, under people also bought for the movie, is uh, a compilation of cute dog videos. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking need it. Just like a yeah. teddy bear and some Pepto-Bismol. Yeah. I told oh you guys, God. this was the... Okay. Oof. Of all the ones we've done, is this one the worst this leader? This is pretty this fucking is the, bad. Yeah. I think this might... I also don't remember all the ones we've done, so I could be forgetting someone. No. But, I mean, the only one I could think of that was maybe worse was the Narco Satanicos cult. Oh, yeah. They were pretty But rough. here's the thing, though. They would just kill people. Right. Like, they didn't usually torture them while they were alive. That's, that's the thing about this one that was so brutal to me, is this guy, he was a sadist. I mean, he wanted to oh. torture I mean what he did to that Gabrielle oh, insane god. to all of them is insane but the fact, I can't believe she lived yeah oh god I mean Oof. so um I don't know should we say something happy now oh god does anyone have anything yeah uh. What are you looking at me for? Because you look so upset. I I am upset. I might need a second. Do you want to pause it for a second so we can think of something happy to say? Yeah. Black Oops. Panther was great. Huh? Thanks, Alice. Oh God. <laughs> Thank you for ruining our lives. Here, here's the thing. Like I I pride myself on being pretty unflappable. Like I watched Hostel without flinching. Oh yeah. This this wrecked me for a second. Because like, this, was this was real. This actually happened. Rough. Oh my God. Uh, oh man, it's it's um, it's awful. It's awful. It's a terrible thing that happened, and uh, I think it's good that we talked about it. Is it? Well, I mean, it it uh, people didn't know about it. Then everyone involved died in vain. I just can't believe that I haven't heard about this before. Because it's so insane. Oh, that, Maybe that's if it the happened... thing about Canadian murders. It's like, we hadn't heard about Luca Magnata until we heard about it on Sword and Scale. And that shit, that shit wrecked me for a day or two Oh, as yeah, well. me too. <sighs> this one was so bad, I was legitimately, like, the first, after my first reading and research and everything, I was nauseous. Yeah. Like, I felt ill. 
Uh, full disclosure, I have like a fancy cinnamon crunch scone sitting here that I have not touched. No, you can't eat after I this am one. Not feeling it. And full disclosure, there's a cinnamon toast whatever next to Paige, and I might have to eat it because of pure <laughs> um, hunger. <laughs> oh god. Um. So anyway, hmm. I hear Paige has a pretty sweet cult coming up that's a lot less depressing. I mean, it's there's still child labor, but it's still not that bad. Oh my god! I, that's what I mean when I was it's not yeah. as bad as this. Yeah, this is the worst, man. Oh man. Whew. Um. Yeah. So. Um. Just don't drink the Kool Aid. No. I can't even make a joke about this one. I, ugh. I don't, I like... I'm gonna need to drink the antidepressants after this one. Yeah. Yeah. God. Just don't drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah. How about a special, uh, don't be a dickhead and do horrible things to other people. Don't be a violent psycho. Check yourself into somewhere if you are. Oh my God. Yeah. No. Holy shit. Okay. Um, don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye. Fuck the French.